This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. At Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Valentine's Day is almost here, and we can help with everything from a romantic dinner to floral bouquets, chocolate-dipped strawberries, and so much more. Happy Valentine's Day. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I'm your dearly sitting host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rohde. What up, coconuts? And the button lover, Josh Sroka. Both you guys got a lot of energy in your voice today. Oh yeah, Tonight. I'm pumped. You, did uh, the baby win, Matt? I tell you what, you. Um, I've done a lot of uh, great things in my life. Um, traveled the country, spoke in front of hundreds of people. There's nothing uh, more challenging than getting two babies to go to sleep at the same time. Uh, and there's also um, no sense of greater reward when it actually happens. And as of right now, 7.45 on Monday night, I'm not sure if it's happened or not. So we're in that taboo territory or that, uh, that purgatory-type territory where I just put the baby down. I've had silence for about three minutes. And I'm waiting to see, is this just sleep or is this just a law in the cries? So that's where I'm at on my Monday night. How about you guys? I don't miss those days at all. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad that uh, my youngest came down and said she spilled popcorn everywhere. And I said, well, go clean it up. And that's my parenting <laughs> for, before the podcast. So much easier. My son was wearing uh, his pajamas all day because he was home with me while I worked from home. And at one... Just like that. At one point, he... Uh, he took his pajamas off, put on his muscle suit Spider-Man costume, and then put his pajamas back on on top of the Muscle Man Spider-Man costume. So now he just looks like a really muscular kid in his pajamas. <laughs> you don't have him in, in, in the gym yet, Bert? <laughs> no. Uh, not... Yeah. Uh, we're, we're just working on not hitting off the tee. Uh, it, it's not uh, so much for power. It's just more for contact right now. Now, did you put on your, your Spider-Man muscle outfit before the podcast, or have you been wearing it all day also? I've been wearing it for as uh, long as I've known you guys. It's it's all a front how muscular I am in real life. <laughs> yeah, it was awkward that one day the that the one suit. corner popped. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, you know, when we go swimming at, at the beach and the Outer Banks in the summer, you know, it, it's weird right. that I'm still wearing a T-shirt, but, you know. Yeah, and I always wondered why you didn't go underwater. <laughs> you got to maintain the front. Didn't realize it's just floating. <laughs> Hey, guys, but we do have our Bay Sox game this Sunday. Father's Day. For Father's Day. Yes, sir. So now that we've talked about being dads, we can all go and celebrate being dads and celebrate our dads <laughs> or, and uh, everyone else's dads at the Bay Sox. There are only a couple days left. People, If people want to be part of our group and get the great $10 deal for box seats, they got to get the tickets by Wednesday. Okay. So get your tickets like now as you're listening to this. You can listen and go to our website at the same time. It works on every phone I've ever used. You can do both at the same time. And we don't say so, anything that important anyway, so you can miss it. 
<laughs> yeah. But we're talking – we're only talking $10. Yeah. Come uh, help us out. Cheer on the Bay well, Sox. I, not even about helping us out, but just come watch the Baby Birds for 10 bucks and get great seats and all the I, else that comes with it. Yeah, but right now it's it's an embarrassment if we show up <laughs> with not that many people. So please help us out. <laughs> I know people are listening. I checked all the numbers to make sure that our podcast is working. Yeah. We've got – Enough listeners to sell this thing out. Yeah, uh, they just don't care. I it, it, well, they got other plans for Sunday. For I, Father's I think Day. It's, I think I made the bad call of Father's Day. Yeah, you thought it. You got too cute with it. Well, uh, I, yeah, I said, well, it's Father's Day. You, we love to go to baseball games with our dad. Apparently, other people had to do other things with their dad. Yeah, that that I I was supporting Josh because I thought Father's Day was a good idea too. Because you know I. If, it, if I wasn't going to the Baysox game, I'd be sitting around on my butt doing nothing. Like, nobody does anything for Father's Day, as far as I know. I've right. never done anything for Father's Day. This might be the first time we ever do anything for Father's Day. <laughs> and the only and it's time. a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, this, it, I can guarantee this is the last 336 Father's Day event. <laughs> so you want to be there. Yeah, this will be the first and the last. But I don't care. I have no shame. I'll go there by myself and sit by myself and watch the game. That, you know, I, uh, I have to go down to Florida on Monday. Next Monday. So, you know, look at housing and figure out the whole moving down there in three weeks thing. Uh, I was very tempted to book my flight on Sunday and skip the, <laughs> skip the Father's Day thing myself. But I didn't think I could do that to you guys. Well, you, you mentioned that we're going to celebrate being fathers, but maybe we should just commiserate uh, instead of yeah. celebrate. <laughs> right, right. Matt, Matt's going to bring – Matt's going to have his two kids just crying the entire time. I, I'm yeah. only going to have two of my three kids there, so uh, – Woohoo! Father's Day. <laughs> one's not going to make it the next five days. Well, one's going uh, going away uh, for a few weeks uh, after her eighth grade graduation. So, uh, oh, that's right. School's all girls. All my girls finished school this week as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, my so. oldest is technically not done till next Monday, but we're just she has her eighth grade graduation ceremony on Wednesday, and then we're like, you don't have to go the rest of the days after that. Like, all right, good. Who that's cares? A, all right. All right, we were just having this conversation because my eighth grader also has her graduation on Wednesday night, and school doesn't end until Friday. Yeah. So we had the same discussion of does she have to go Thursday, Friday? The only caveat for my eighth grader is that she's already missed 50 days of school. Yikes. So I'm like, do I make her go just so it's not 52 days of school, <laughs> even though it's useless days? Or do I not care because we're changing school districts anyway? Yeah. If you've already missed 50, what difference is 52? Right. And I don't know how an eighth grade graduation works versus a high school graduation. High school, they can do things and yank your diploma. I don't think eighth grade, they can do anything to stop you from going to ninth grade if, if you've got good grades. I think even if you have bad grades, there's literally nothing they can do to stop you at eighth grade. Uh, there is a 16-year-old in uh emma's eighth grade class so apparently they can do something to hold you back okay that must be in, in Arnold county because up here in queen anne's county you're going to high school one way or the other well that's the, that's farm, the, that's, the farm, that's farm kids yeah. that's farm kids it's go to high school or go work on the farm yeah um mm -hmm. and then hang out in high school until you're old enough to go work on the farm yeah it's kind of yes. what, what we do over here but uh yes i'm leaning towards all right i did all right you i did let uh emma skip school to get out of some crap today she didn't skip school, so she has this uh, choir class. And you know how, like, kids who, if you're not musical or if you don't want to take, like, band or something, they require you to take something. So you <laughs> go and take choir. And, like, you're, you never really sing. You just mouth the words. Maybe you sing in large groups. You go and do the couple choir performances. Nice. But it's like you're singing with, like, 100, 200 kids at a time. Well, the, awesome. the choir teacher decided that for the last class – for eighth graders, which would have been today, that you have to sing like a solo, each each eighth grader. So, <laughs> so we, I would I would be hamming it up the, so yeah, much in front of the class on your last day. That's a tough one. As part of as part of your grade. That's that's a Burt move right there. Yeah. So, so, we, of course you would, but Emma's not that way. You know, Emma's shy uh -huh. and reserved like me, and I was talking to Manny, and I said, "There's no way I would do that." So we came up with a plan, and we, we pulled her out for a doctor's appointment right at the time of the class. Oh, my gosh. Put her back, and she doesn't have that class anymore. So uh, if she fails that portion, maybe it'll push her down to a B. Yeah, it's – It'll be okay. Eighth grade is so weird. I 
with our oldest, she got into a magnet program for the high school. And so my only rule was as long as they're not going to take away your acceptance into this high school for ninth grade next year, if you miss these last three days of school, I don't care if you go or not. If, if they're going to take that away, then you have to go. But if they're not, right, then go. Sure. Then don't go. Who cares? Yeah, there's there's a weird <laughs> thing with that in the high school, too, where exams are Thursday, Friday, but the last day of school is Monday. Right. And so the exams are over. Like I've, I've given but all the tests. The point? And yeah. so And because there was a snow day, so we had to make an, up an extra day or something to come Monday. So it's like I'm telling my kids, you know, you did the exam. I'm collecting your laptop. <laughs> guys I got nothing else for you take the hint <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of work I could be getting done right now <laughs> that's right my grades are due at 3pm on, on, on Monday so if I get if I get a full class on Monday I'm going to be really irritated almost as irritated as I am trying to put two babies down at the same time but by the way we're at like the 10 minute mark still quiet it's still quiet hey congratulations great job everybody. super dad there you go you're right that is a good that is a good feeling once you've yeah. done it and it stays quiet for an extended period, good for you. Yeah, and once you get them down, I'm good the rest of the night. There I'm you good. go. So, what are you talking? You talking about my five year old coming in now because <laughs> she decides she's thirsty? Yeah. See, mine still Man, can't. Andy's out working on the house. The oldest ones still can't make it out of the crib yet, so I'm safe with that. Once I get them down, I, they're good. See, I said, "Well, go get your sister," and the response was, "Well, her fingernails are wet." <laughs> I said, "Don't try, go." That's something to look forward to, right there. Right. But, uh, yeah, so that's another reason to come join the Bay Sox is celebrate your kids being done school. There you go. There School's you go. out. Father's Day. Do we know who's pitching for the Bay Sox on Sunday yet? <laughs> I don't think the the minors – first of all, the MILB app sucks, uh, first of all. Yeah, that's why I haven't paid for it. I want to pay for it. It doesn't it – it won't, it won't – even, like, if you go on an hour before, it won't even list probable starters. I, you're not going to know an hour before the game who the probable starters are. So you never know who's pitching. Because I've been trying to figure out the schedule of Grayson Rodriguez. Because he's on some kind of, I think, like six-day schedule or something. Right. Um, and so I've been trying to figure out the day to go to Delmarva and see him. And, I, and he's pitching tonight, uh, which doesn't work out for me because, you know, I got the kids. But I'm trying to figure do the math to figure out a day where I can go see Grayson Rodriguez. But we've we've talked about on the show, and it's come out in the news about how – poorly treated and underpaid minor league baseball players can be. So if the players themselves aren't making any money, they're certainly not paying a technical staff to update the apps and, and the television and the, uh, the scheduling. And, you know, if you're a fan of the team, you know, good luck keeping in up to date on the details, like uh, scheduled starters. Is this a coincidence that last season, it was much better, much more up to date. All of a sudden, Minor league gets new, more expensive baseballs. That's it, and they can't keep up their MILB app. Is that is there a connection there? I, there right, there's the no explanation not to be a connection. Yeah, uh, but I hope we see. I don't know who we're seeing. I don't know who the starter is, but number one, I'm hoping to see Zach Lothar. But yeah, because Zach Lothar is the guy who's killing it down there. Yeah, I also wouldn't mind seeing um, another guy I really like to see is Hunter Harvey. He's down there mm-hmm. um, as far as starting pitching goes. Or last year's pitcher of the year for the Orioles, minor league pitcher of the year, Alex Wells, is also down there. So he, he'd be fun to see as well. So they got some good starting yeah, pitching. Sure, I can Unlike pick any of those. Unlike AAA, double AA has good starting pitching. And, and, uh, and you- I, we mentioned they're, they're playing the uh, the Trenton Thunder, who are the double A affiliate for the Yankees that day. Oh, oh Yankees, little Yankee spanky time. There you go. And we get to uh, use, you know, Diaz is back playing, so that should be fun to watch. Uh, so and maybe we'll get to see a little Pedro Aroja. Yeah. Isn't he in Bowie now? He is in Bowie. Yeah. Um, the Orioles just announced that uh, Trey Mancini, or maybe the baseball announced, I don't know who announces this stuff. Trey Mancini is 17th uh, in the outfield voting. Uh, did you, have you guys voted for Trey Mancini yet? No. Okay. Uh, I voted that one time accidentally when we were on the podcast, and I voted for all Orioles. But besides that, no. Yeah. But hey, you forgot you forgot the big headline. Chris Davis is number ten. It's yes. He also made top ten in in, uh, in his position at first. Yes. It's it's pointless to vote. There's not going to be any Orioles starters. Don't kid yourself. But Trey Mancini will be our one representative, most likely. 
you know who's also having a great year um, and not getting the love he deserves, I feel like? Pedro Severino. I think you can make a strong argument that he's the second best catcher in, in the American League behind Gary Sanchez. Just based on that three home run game. Yeah, if you look at his, you know, the nerd stats, like one, runs created plus, he's, he's second. I mean, he's got some good stats, and not to mention what he does defensively. Um, I, I think you could make a strong case that he should be an all-star representative. I can't speak for his numbers, but I, I enjoy watching him because he's a guy that wears his emotions on his sleeve when he's frustrated yeah. or he's excited. You know, he, he can't help but show it. Yeah, and it's great when he's frustrated. When it's it's always frustration at his own teammates. <laughs> yeah, and that's what makes it so great. <laughs> is it's not that he's frustrated at like a bat flip or anything. He's frustrated <laughs> that he's putting down a sign a sign and his pitcher cannot hit the spot. Right. The fans can relate to him, or he can relate to the fans. I guess. Right. Do you think Mancini would have done better in Bowdoin if he was listed as a first baseman over an outfield? Do you think that screwed us? Yeah, a he would bit? be he would be moved up from seventeenth to eleventh, maybe. <laughs> but there's but there's more spots in the um, in the outfield. Yeah, there's three spots in the outfield instead of sure. one. Sure, yeah. But that means there's also three times the number of outfielders. Like it's not like they just say we're going to have more outfielders slots. They have more outfield slots because there's three. Positions. Sure. So really, if you consider the three to one ratio, it's more like he's fourth or fifth in the voting for an outfield spot. If they're going to take three outfielders. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. But uh, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. You got? Did you? Did you? You didn't vote, Matt? Did you? No, no, I don't participate it's, in that. It's easier than ever to vote. I know. I'll vote. I'll vote one day. I'll vote when uh, they have a legitimate chance of getting in. They're on the cusp of being a starter. Then yes, but not this year. I'm gonna go to Google again now and vote simply because I don't care about the All Star Game. But I want to show that this is a great way to vote, and we should vote for presidents this way in the future. <laughs> That's yeah, going to be uh, ugly. You want you want everyone with the internet and Twitter account voting? Wait, that was the last election, <laughs> right? Hey, guys, I want to do, speaking of all-stars and yep. who's all-star worthy, I think you could definitely make a case um, that Trey Mancini's all-star worthy. I think you could make a case that um, John Means has been all-star worthy. I said, and this might be more of a stretch, but I think you could make a, a case that Pedro Severino um, this year could be all-star worthy. By the way, you know Pe- Pedro Severino, his war this year is w- 1.2, uh, which is actually pretty impressive, um, both a positive and defensive war. Anyway, um, uh, who uh, I want to go th- kind of go through the opening day roster with you guys, little um, walk down memory lane. Oh, boy. And you tell me, because um, this, this whole season – Right with the Orioles have have been about improving and you know developing the talent you have and getting new talent. So I want to go through the opening day roster and tell me since the beginning of the season because a lot of these guys are making their Orioles and or major league debut. Um, I want you to tell me in your mind has their stock risen? Like is there a greater chance they're part of the future and and you look at them as in in a, in a kinder light now they got a chance to play every day. Or has their stock gone down? Has their, you know, the chance to play with the Orioles in a rebuilding team, has that actually brought their stock down because they just haven't been able to perform? All right. All right. Where do you want to start? You tell me stock uh, gone up or the stock's gone down. All right. Let's get started. All right. Um, Let's start. Let's go through the position. Start with catcher. Jesus Sucre. Opening day catcher. Um, Has his stock gone up or down? It's. Down. He's not even around anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he's got to be down. He hasn't done anything to improve, so if you can't stay the same, you're you're down. He's literally down in Norfolk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. I, I mean, I know I haven't watched the game in like two weeks, but I'm pretty sure he's been gone for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why Cisco's up now. Yeah, but even before that, like Austin Wins came up even before yeah. Cisco to remove. Yeah. Jesus Sucre. Um. So okay, stock down. Um, we just talked about him, Pedro Severino, the other open day catcher. Hey, you 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 gave yeah. us numbers. It's up. Big up. Yeah, I think that's been one of the best pickups. Um, you know, a, a waiver wire pickup, but one of the best pickups. Right, and it is it is somewhat 
recency, but he's batting for the past seven games. He's batting three fifty. For the past thirty games, he's batting two ninety five. Yeah, like he's having so offensively he's a really good going. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, mo- moving on. Uh, first base, Chris Davis. <laughs> uh, I think it's gone. It's up. gone up since opening day. It's got to go up. He had no hits. It had to go up. And he's tenth in the All Star voting for first base, so that says something. Yeah. <laughs> for me. And he's last seven games, point zero four five, which is better than zero. Yeah. If you're doing if you're doing like the stock comparisons, this is a stock that you bought really high. You bought at like two hundred dollars a share, and now it dropped down to ten dollars a share, and you still don't sell it because you once paid two hundred dollars a share for right. it. Um, and you and you saw it jump up to like thirteen dollars, and you thought it was going to come back. Yeah, but now it's back to ten dollars. So yes. for me, he is where he was at the beginning of the season. He's not up or down. He's still ten dollars. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. If you're looking at long term, he's improved since opening day, but he's still not the guy uh, we've been no, wanting. He's not the future. He, uh, if, yeah. if that's the upswing we're looking for, it's. Right. Not hitting the five, mark. Five home, five home runs for the season. He needs to be up on that. If he's going to get the strikeouts, at least get a lot more home runs. Okay. Um, moving uh, around the diamond, Jonathan VR. I think he's gone up. He wasn't He wasn't much of a player in, in Milwaukee. So he had a good second half, and he's been fine this season. He's batting 253. I, I, I don't think he's meeting the expectations necessarily like he's you, adequate did you, did you have expectations i don't know i mean he, he he ended the season pretty highly last year um and he's just been i i mean i don't have the numbers in front of me but he's it's not jumping out as a as a an all-star on this team yeah and here's the numbers batting average 253 on base 313 slugging 402 he has 12 stolen bases seven so that's dongs. nice uh seven dongs um 14 doubles yeah, for um, for me, and his career batting average is two fifty six. So he's like right at this is who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if you're going to be a speedster, top of the lineup guy, you got to be better than three three thirteen. I mean, there's a reason Milwaukee kind of dumped uh, he kind of just gave it gave uh, Ortiz. I'm sorry, VR to us along with Ortiz. We'll get to pitcher. Ortiz later. Yeah, um, like there, there there's a reason for that. I. I think Jonathan VR. It surprises me he's hitting actually two fifty three because I feel like you know a month into the season he was hitting like two ninety and so he's really I think feel like dropped down recently. Uh, so um, to me, he's actually his stock has gone down a little bit. I thought maybe last year like he could ha- bring some really trade value if he had a really good first half of the year. Yeah, but I think this, two fifty three this... doesn't bring back the trade value. And the stolen bases I think with him this year is real disappointing. Well, twelve is good, right? Well, last let me put in this. We've played 65 games so far this year, and he's got 12. Yeah. Last year, he played 54 games with the Orioles, and he got 21 stolen bases. Okay. So uh, so it's below what he was it's doing last year. Okay, that's fair, and that's going to hurt my bold prediction that they'll have more stolen bases and home runs. To do that, VR would have to have like 40 stolen bases, and he's not. Well, especially do that. when we watch spring training and the early Oriole games, and it looks like they were just being like super aggressive and, and running a bunch and everything, and they definitely are not doing that anymore. Yeah. This, um, this next guy, I don't know how to feel about him. Um, the guy's super positive, even when he's batting a buck 80. Uh, how do you guys feel? Oh, about, I love this guy. How do you guys feel about Richie Martin Jr.? I don't know how I feel about him. <laughs> Bert, Bert, did you see his quote from uh, Saturday night? I did, yeah. I, I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I remember reading it and, and feeling good about, like, oh, I, you know, this guy's got a good heart. By the way, Richie Martin batting 182 on base 243. Yeah, he's lugging, not any good, uh, but. <laughs> th- uh, 314, the, the slugging. Um, but, right, decent, decent defensively. So his comment after uh, – after Saturday night, which is when he got the his third home run, like second home run in the series, and the Orioles won and beat the Astros, which you got to give it to them for. They played well those first three games against Houston. And Martin said, we have such a good team. Think of all the one-run games, the close games that could have gone our way. Think we win half of those and we're right in the middle. Oof. So it's <laughs> nice to get this one, but hopefully we can come out tomorrow and get another one. 
I'm glad that no one has taken them to task really on what it would be like if they won half of the one-run games because that quote is ignoring all of those blowouts and the embarrassing games that they've had each week. But I like that it's a young guy. I like that he's positive. I mean, Richie Martin, I know his bat is 182, but the guy's a double-A player. He's a Rule 5 guy who shouldn't even be in the majors, and he's holding his own defensively. And I like that he's positive, and I like that he's having fun. I hope that pays off in the future, and he's not just the next Joey Rickard. That seemed like a canned answer, too. Like, that's something a veteran would say and have the legitimate numbers to back it up. Like, he's, it sounds like something he's heard other players say before, and it felt like, man, we could be right in the mix of this uh, American League East pennant if a couple of these one-run games went our way. It's like, you are delusional if you really believe that yeah yeah on the one hand like i'm with josh like i appreciate the optimism and when you're as bad as the Orioles are maybe it's helpful to be like delusionally optimistic or something um but on the other hand i mean you're batting 182 dog (laughs) all right sorry about that little power outage on my end so uh Matt, you were talking about how much you love Richie Martin? No, I wasn't saying – I was saying nothing of the sort. You (laughs) misrepresent my thoughts. You twist my words. You try to hoodwink me and pull the wool over my eyes on my own show. I don't appreciate that. I think Richie Martin is a good defensive player who actually had a bad West Coast trip, a couple of costly errors here uh, against Texas and against the Houston Astros. Uh, But overall, I think Richie Martin is a good defensive player. But Hold offensively, on. just just because yeah. they're they're in the American League West, don't call it a West Coast trip. Texas is not West Coast. Yeah, that's like a Central Coast or whatever. That's not a coast at all. That no, there's some water down there. At the Gulf, at the tiny right. little part near Galveston. All right, they they went on a golf trip. <laughs> if if they play against the AL West, they're in the West. Yeah, but you said West Coast. Yeah. That that implies Seattle, which they're going to be there in two weeks. Now, Besides, we're talking AL Central anyway, but whatever. Right. But the, anyway, Richie Martin's <laughs> only 24 years old. He is a young kid. Okay. I'm and, and, and I'm 35 years old. What's your point? No, I think Richie Martin is – Well, I know you uh, had a few errors on Sunday as well. He's the kind of guy that you still have to wait and find out about. But I don't care how good he is defensively, I and, and I don't care how young he is. At some point, the kid's got to hit. And you're not going to make it as an everyday shortstop batting a buck eighty. You're not going to make an everyday yes. shortstop batting two fifteen. You, you, you got to hit. So you can make excuses for his age and for him making the jump from Double A to the majors all day. And I hope the Orioles keep him on the roster. But he just screams, "Some guy's going to be on the roster all year, then sent to the minors, and you never hear about him again." But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the kid learns how to hit. Yeah, like he a, does. Like Santander, never hear of him again. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're making my point, or Joey Rickard. Right. Well, um, Santander who, it did get the play of the week this week, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, he was just in the headlines. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's why I, I brought I, him up. Matt didn't pick up on it. No, I got you. are being sarcastic, and I tried to come back at you by saying, but really, like, how much has he really played for um, the Orioles? Right, right. No, he's a uh, – yeah, I get it. He's not your shortstop of the future with these numbers. Yeah. Yeah, and like I mean, people like Joey Rickards hung around for a while, but he hasn't been a significant contributor to to the team. So I'm just saying, a lot of these Rule Five guys don't work out. Speaking of Rule Five guys who don't work out, Drew Jackson stock gone up or down? Yeah. <laughs> uh, down. Yeah, yeah, that's gone, gone. Um, okay, let's move over to uh, shortstop slash third base stop slash second base slash wherever you want him. The eight. Hans Hanser. Oh, Alberto. Alberto. Oh, he wasn't even on the roster in opening day. You're throwing a curveball there. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he was. Well, he wasn't. Did he play opening day? Yes, he was no. on the roster. He was on the 25-man roster. I don't know if he played. Um, I, I mean, I guess his stock went up because I had no clue who he was before, and he's batting over 300 when he plays. So, sure, he's gone up. Yeah, his numbers against left-handed pitching are ridiculous. Hitting well over 400, the best batting average against left-handed pitching in all of baseball, which is kind of silly. He's hitting over 400 against them, hitting like 220 against right-handers, which is kind of silly. He is fourth on the team in war, so that's kind of a, a, a positive thing. 
Um, so you could look at the positive side on base, 326, batting average, 311. Um, for me, he's gone up a little bit. He's, he can play a little bit everywhere on the defense. He's gone up just because I kind of had no expectations because I didn't know who he was at the beginning of the season. So there's only one way to go, and that's up. Yeah, and he didn't – when you would see pictures of him, he didn't look like a baseball player. So you kind of just laugh at this guy, and he's been doing well. So, yeah, he's got to go up. Yeah. You would like to see him hit for a little more power. He's only got three dongs. He hits a lot of singles. And also, like, the walk rate is at 2%. Um, the strikeout rate's low at 10%, so that's great. But his walk rate is just 2%, right? He's a free swinger. You would like to see him walk a little bit more, and you'd like to see him hit for a little more power. But he's, he's a nice piece. He's a nice utility guy. Right. Again, even the guys whose stocks are going up doesn't mean they're part of the future here. No. He's, yeah, but he's he, adequate for the 2019 Oriole team. And he's, I think, better than we thought he was. Sure. Right? sure. Like, if you told me at the beginning of the season that our top four on war would be Trey Mancini, I would say, okay. Pedro Severino is second in war on our team, which is a little surprising. Jonathan VR is third on war, in war on our team, which is, again, sounds pretty good and sounds about right. And then number four, Hanser Alberto. That's a little surprising. So moving on around the diamond, let's get to third base. We've got two third basemen to talk about. In your eyes, have Renato Nunez. Has his stock gone up or down since the start of the season? Renato Nunez. Uh, I'm going to say up just because of the home run numbers. Uh, other than that, I don't know much about him. Yeah, he's got 16 dongs to lead the team. Yeah, there's not much else to say about him. He's a DH slot guy that, okay. Again, I don't know if your stock really goes up in value if you're on the worst team in baseball and you haven't risen enough for them to trade you. He's a guy who's just going to be a, a placeholder. So, okay, it went up. Yeah, the 16 home runs. I mean, that's that's a lot of home runs. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, so, for that reason, I would say stock's gone up. But he still can't play defensively, so you're still left – with like I'm with Josh, like you're just hoping you can trade Renato Nunez because I don't see where he fits in on the future of this team, being a DH slash terrible defensive third baseman. By the way, I went through the uh, Orioles' schedule to look at one-run losses to see well what you're really hung up on this. Yeah, okay. well, it was a weird <laughs> quote. Then I'm like, you know how many one-run losses they've had this year? Six. No. Six. <laughs> So three so, more wins, and they're right back in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, the other guy, Rio Ruiz. Any, any uh, thoughts on him? Stock going up or down? I mean, here's a guy who's batting 233 on base, 305. Um, but it's been really good defensively over at third base. Yeah, I'm going to uh, say his stock went down. Okay. Because that's not – that's if you're comparing to other third basemen, that's not going to stick around on a team outside of the Orioles or the Marlins. Yeah, I, I mean, he's as expected. A lot of these guys are as expected, where I never heard of him now, and I never heard of him at opening day, and, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not watching them play every night. Yeah, he's still a guy, I mean, I put him a little bit in the in the Richie Martin category in that he's proven defensively he can hang in the majors, but you can't get by, you know, batting 200 in the majors especially at the third base position. Like, Richie Martin almost can get away with it more at the shortstop position. Right. But you can't play third base every day and only have four home runs yeah. and only be batting 233. That's not going to cut it nearly enough. So good job on the defense, but learn how to hit, kid, if you want to stay here. This is who we bring in to replace Manny Machado? Come on. <laughs> Come on. What a joke. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for me, his stock has kind of stayed the same. Um, but certainly it's not gone up. All right, let's go quickly over the outfielders. We got um, Trey Mancini, up uh, or down? Uh, I mean, sure. he's all-star voting. He's he's definitely having a bounce back here after the struggles of last season. Agreed. He's, he's not a superstar by any means, but uh, he did. he is coming back from what was a down year last year. Yeah, and he's the best player on our team. He's yes. our star, if not a superstar. Correct. Cedric Mullins? Uh, gone down down he's in the minors yeah so he went way the, down he went from like this is the new future face of the organization to yeah. where is he 
the 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 Adam Jones heir apparent to Norfolk. Two, we need to quickly trade international signing money to get Keon Broxton here, right? So we have someone to play center field because <laughs> TB Wilkerson was playing there because Cedric Mullins was that bad. Yeah, Cedric Mullins, his stock might have fall, might have, he might be the guy whose stock has fallen the most out of anyone on this team, um, just because the expectations are a little bit high for Cedric Mullins, and he's um, he, he's had a, a pretty big fall rather quickly, but he's still young, so he could be back here. Jo- Joey Rickard. Down. Um, yeah. Or maybe uh, the same because that's where he should have been this whole time. Joey Rickards, it's, Joey Rickards is the same as last year. You give him opportunities. He can't hold on to the position on his own. He only gets chances because people get hurt. No change. Yeah. He's that stock that everyone always buys to think it's about to make a big jump, and the stock never makes the big jump. Oh, and so, so yeah. it's like the marijuana stock that I keep getting advertised about online. Yeah, yeah. And you'll be says, getting this – it's cheap. It's crap. Buy it now, and it'll be valuable in the future. Yeah, and you'll get those same emails ten years later. Right, right. Um, Dw- Dwight Smith Jr. Dwight Smith Jr. Where's he at? Uh, he's still in the current roster. Well, he's, he's now. Isn't he hurt? Yeah, he, he ran into well, the he's, wall. He's got. Is he's in the concussion IL because okay. he ran into the wall. Here's his stats real quick. He leads the team in, in RBI. I'm sorry, RBIs at 41. You guys know I like to say that S. Mm-hmm. He's got 11 home runs, about two step. Uh, I'm sorry, about 249 on base at 296. He does lead the team in RBIs. If I didn't say that before, at 41. Um, How's he has, doing on RBIs? He's leading the team with 41. Okay. Thank you for asking. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, all right. So Dwight Smith has gone out. I, I would agree. I he's another guy I like, like Severino, who is is fun to watch. Yeah, he is fun to watch. And for me, his stock has gone way up because, again, there was zero expectations with him coming in as uh, off the waiver wire. Zero. And so, yeah. And so his stock, for me, has really shot up. Um, so good for him. So uh, that's the outfield. Let's go to starting pitchers. We got four of them to start the season. Uh, real quick, up or down, Andrew Kashner. Up. 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 Dylan Bundy. Down. Up. Oh. Uh, it's tough to say. If you look dep- at if you ask him what past, week, like, yeah, month, pick the week. Well, the past month he's been doing really well, but he's gave up so many home runs in those first couple months that really, I think I'm just going to say he's the same. I just went up because Burt went down, but I think he's the same <laughs> guy that you see the potential, but he can never hold it together. Agreed. Yeah, so I, I agree. I'm going with the up because what he's doing now matters, so maybe we can trade him. Yeah, he's like a little Bitcoin action here, right? People get all excited about I him. I thought you were going something in someplace else instead of Bitcoin with that. Wait, where do you think I was going? Huh? I don't know. Calling <laughs> someone a little Bitcoin sounded a little weird. Yeah, I thought a little Bitcoin here because um, he does really well. Everyone jumps on the Dylan Bundy bandwagon after a start. Oh, his velocity's up and all that. And then it'll be good for like three weeks and then it'll be stuck again. And people will jump off the Bitcoin. So for me, he's just a little Bitcoin. A little Bitcoin. Gotcha. A little yeah. Bitcoin. So that's Dylan Bundy. Um, the last two, David Hess. Uh, down, <laughs> down. He got that, uh, what, seven innings, no hit, where they got pulled, and ever since then, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. He should have retired from baseball after that. Yeah. He should have, like, made a protest for being pulled out of a no-hitter and said, I'm retiring from baseball. That would have been epic because right now he sucks. Oh, get, how dumb is that now in hindsight? That he got what, pulled. He, I like I could. I, I said it was dumb. I mean, I agree, I agree. There was an argument to say it was dumb, but at at the time, I think I justified it. I don't even remember why. But now, in hindsight, yeah, totally stupid. What was the point? Just who cares? Let him go. Who cares? That was my point at the time. Was guys, this is not Justin Verlander. No, David Hess will never get an opportunity like this again. He is David never going to pitch in a postseason game in his entire career. Write no, it down. He's a, he's a sucky pitcher. <laughs> That is never going to have three no-hit innings. Forget about seven no-hit innings. Yeah. He'll never have three again in his career. Uh, and so, thank you, Brandon Hyde. You suck. <laughs> uh, I thought it was manager Hyde. Yeah. Oh, yeah, manager Hyde. <laughs> um, so, yeah, David has his stock. I don't know why I still have to watch him pitch every fifth day. It's infuriating. Here's a guy, though, um, that make David Hess look good. Uh, other start, Last starting pitcher, Mike Wright. Hmm. Yeah. Mike Rowe. Where, where is Mike right now? Long gone. I, I mean, he's down. I know that. but No, he was DFA'd. Seattle picked him up. But I think Seattle might have DFA'd him too. 
So I don't know where he is right now. That's a good question. Oh, where that's right. is he? He was in Seattle. Seattle DFA'd him. Yeah, because we got Armstrong and they got Mike Wright. Right. Two DFAs. Someone like Josh or Burke, Google, on the Google machine, Google where is Mike Wright Jr. now? Let's see if we can find out. Is he a junior right now? I think so. He's back to I being mean, junior. That changes back and forth. No, he is currently not a junior. And I'm trying to pull up where he's at. Uh, Baltimore, Seattle. You know what I'm sick of? You hear this? Uh, Anthony Santander. His new name? Santander. No, it's Santander. No, that, no, that's just how Kevin Brown pronounces his name. No, that's how he said he wanted his name pronounced. Really? Yes. As of uh, May he, 22nd, he had cleared waivers in Seattle and was outrighted to their AAA Tacoma team. Okay. Okay. That, But that was three weeks ago. That's the latest news I'm getting. No, because uh, Kevin Brown, and I listened to the broadcast, when he's pronouncing him as Santander. And he said, uh, Santander came up and said, "Hey, I'm not. It doesn't. It's not pronounced Santander. It's pronounced Santander." That's a guy who's just trying to make his name awkward. I'm sick of these guys. Stevie Wilkerson. Um, did he change his name? I feel like he changed his name too, from Steve to Stevie. He did. Uh, yeah, I'm sick of these people. Remember, Listen, it, all, it all started with Zach. Zach uh, Britton. I know. I know. You where you become a major leaguer, then years down the road, you're like, you know, actually, guys. This is not how it's pronounced, or that's not actually my real name. Hey, how about this? When you're drafted, tell them your real name and make sure they get it right. Don't wait till you've been the majors for 10 years and then all of a sudden change your name. What is this nonsense? Someone needs to be hired just to make sure everyone's name is said correctly. You, it makes you wonder, who else on the roster right now is name is not being said correctly? Is it really um, Brad and Heidi? Is it, is it manager <laughs> Heidi? No, I think Mancini's the next one to go, or uh, maybe Cisco. We're pronouncing wrong, or Alberto. Cisco, yeah, yeah. Kisco. All right. Anyway, relievers. Um, this is an interesting Wait, we're one. We're gonna go through relievers too. You didn't go through all the starting pitching yet. I, I went through them all. There was just four to start the season. Mike Wright oh, okay. just started for oh, the Tacoma Rainiers uh, uh, last four days ago. All right. Oh, nice. So there he is. All right, so you didn't mention Cobb in there. Because he, he was IL then. He was on the IL. Still IL now? Yeah. All right. Uh, and will forever be IL. All right, so who do, you have, who do you have in your pen? We can just do up or down. Michael Gibbons. Down. 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 Starting to go low. Yeah, down. Down. Uh, Richard Blyer. Down. 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 Had high Miguel, expectations for him. Miguel Castro. Yeah. Uh, indifferent. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think he has like his last six, his last six innings. I think has been scoreless, um, but that brought his ERA from seven to like five point five or something. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I would say, I, I would still buy his stock. I'm still buying Miguel Castro. He had a hundred the other day. I'm still buying Miguel Castro's stock, but, um, but yeah, he's I think has been a he's got some work to do. Yeah, so buy low, people. Uh, Paul Fry. Paul Fry is up. Paul Fry right? is a person. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's doing better than he was. Where, where do you have him at? How's his stats? Oh, you want me to? You want me to do uh, do the uh, the stat thing? All right. Um, I admit, <laughs> You're just naming the names. We're supposed to be doing the stats. Yeah, you guys <laughs> can do the stat things. I can't keep up on on Baseball Reference, but this is if you have to look at. I mean, he, he's been. The problem with the Orioles bullpen is in late inning games, you see this happen every time. In late inning games, there's no one for him, for a manager Hyde to go to. Right. And so people always ask, well, why is he bringing Mikel Castro in again? Well, because there's literally no one else to, to go to. Um, so, so far this year, uh, Paul Fry um, has pitched in, let's see, um, 26 games, thrown 27 innings. Uh, is ERA um, three twenty nine? Thank you. Which which is three? He has a three twenty three ERA uh, career wise. But so basically, he's about the same guy he's always been. Yeah, I'm literally yeah, falling asleep of, thinking about Paul Fry's stats. <laughs> four point five four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been fine though, right? He's fine. Um, All right, sure. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think what, what right, Bert said to start off with, 
is he's a guy. I think Bert just summed it up. Um, Nate Carnes. Yeah, he's a guy. <laughs> Nate Carnes. Speaking of guy, he's he's uh, going he now too, not right? On the team anymore, so yeah. he's down. Well, he's somewhere. I think in like fourth string rehab. I think he's somewhere in Sarasota still, technically with the team. Mm. You know, he, he's interesting. Every time um, he's um, on the sixty day IL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, whenever um, Stan the fan Charles talks about Nate Carnes, he just kills Mike Elias for signing Nate Carnes because he's. I, I don't know if this is true, but Stan Charles always says that Mike Elias brought him with the understanding that he would be an innings eater. And Stan Charles always says this was so dumb because he was hurt all year, so why would he be an innings eater? Right. Though on the opening day roster, he's listed as a relief pitcher, so I don't know if he was really brought as an innings eater. But Nate Carnes will always be famous for being Mike Elias's first ever free agent signing with the Orioles. Mm. Uh, Nate Carnes. Um, and it made sense at the time, right? Here is a guy who's been injured all last year. You hope for a bounce back year, maybe come out of the bullpen. You're, only, you're paying him less than a million dollars, um, and it just he hasn't worked out. So he was like a penny stock, like he's one of those stocks you can get for a penny, and you hope it hits. And he just he hasn't hit, so yeah. you lost your ten cents that you put into it. Jimmy Yacobonis. By, by the way, that Nate Carnes guy in 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 guy. Yeah, he's only pitched five innings this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's been hurt. Uh, right. Like he always is. Yeah. Right. Uh, like Alex Cobb now is uh, the, the same way. They just, uh, yeah, whatever. And, uh, Though I think we've had like some of the fewest injuries in all of baseball. Actually, uh, uh, before this last week, we've had some. Right, right. Yeah, there's been some injuries. Yeah. We don't have the issue like the Yankees and, and hurt. Or like, or, like the, or like the Astros we were just playing with no George Springer. No, Carlos Correa. Uh, I think Altuve right. wasn't there either. Like, they were missing a bunch of guys. Sure. No, yeah. we did have that string of earlier this week where we had enough injuries, like, the day before that we only had a one-man bench. Yeah, it was like, with the span of two days, everyone was dropped. And, uh, yeah. Pedro Zerbini's getting hit with the face in the ball. Man- Severino's running right. the walls. Man- Mancini hurt his foot. DJ Stewart is, is taking out people with the takeout slide. Or Hanser Han- Alberto, I think, doing the takeout slide to right. DJ Stewart. Yeah, so um, that was a crazy week, but yeah, you're right. All right, so you said Yacobonis? Yacobonis. He's down because he's back on the minors. Yep. John Means. Up. He's up. He's way up. Yeah, this guy's stock is blown up. 267 ERA for the season. You got to yeah, see him start stud. Tuesday night. Yeah, he's a stud. So that's the, John Means' stock is way up. Pedro Arrojo. Uh He's in Bowie, so down. Yeah, and we had to give up international signing money to get him back. Right, right. He couldn't make it through his his two weeks as a Rule 5. So All you had to do – I know. I, I, don't, I still don't understand that. You're on the worst team in baseball. You're trying to lose, and you still can't make it on the team for two weeks. Right, right. That's crazy to me. Also, almost as crazy – you know what? Can I, we just say one more thing? Drew Jackson, we talked about stock going down because he's no longer with the Orioles. His stock goes down even further because we got rid of him – so we can make room to get Staley or Straley, who's also been terrible. Yes, and we should have kept Drew Jackson to begin with. So that means Drew Jackson sucks even more because the player we got for him is sucky. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, Drew Straley, but Drew Straley was let go by the Mar- Marlins. Let him go, who is one of the worst teams in baseball. So I don't know why we were expecting anything from Dan Straley. Yeah, well, because it was like roster stuff. I thought it might be a nice signing. Anyway, he sucks, but he's maybe he'll get better in the bullpen. We'll see. All right, is that our pen? Yeah, that's all right. So that was the opening day roster. The yeah, five man. Let's go with one more manager Hyde. Ooh. How you guys feel about manager? You guys had a chance to uh, Josh. Your your uh, face was so up, uh, so far up. Buck Showalter's behind. It's, I don't know if you still recovered to be able to appreciate another manager, uh, but how do you guys I feel? I believe that I was saying it's time to let go, let Buck go last year. Okay, well maybe I, I was talking more about fine my, with that. Maybe I was talking more about myself than I was about I, you. I think I was more of a Dan Duquette fan than you guys. Yeah, um, um, but uh, I don't mind manager Hyde. I but do you I like was, him? I like I like that he managed to go sixty five straight games with a different lineup. 
I'm disappointed he couldn't go 66, but I like that he went 65 and then got lazy. Yeah, I, I think he, I think he's adequate. He's doing what he can with this team of they are what they are. I mean, yeah, we we just went through the whole roster and what what one guy is up and everyone else is down. When what they we, what's he gonna do? When they do something terrible like that uh, that video I've seen on YouTube uh, where you know they they are down by one run against Cleveland and somehow it turns into a seven run inning because they're throwing to the wrong guy and you know turning easy double plays into three run leads uh, and to see. Brandon Hyde in the dugout with his hands in there, like he doesn't know like what's wrong with these guys. Yeah. Then I like I can relate to him, or he can relate to the fan. It's like what what is who are these players you're giving me to manage? Like you know, he, you can't really give him a fair shake until you've given him a roster of a team that's going to compete. And you know what I like about him? I like that he is out there. He goes out there and argues even after a challenge. When he loses a challenge, he runs out there to get an explanation of why he lost the challenge. Even though it was overturned in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like what and, are they going to do about it? Right, even though it's a stupid baseball rule that, that it's like they just tell him in New York. And then sometimes the umps probably don't know more than the manager. I still like that he goes and throws a little fit. Do you know what I want to see a, a manager do one time? Preferably our manager hide. I want to see him after a play gets overturned because Orioles always lose those challenges. They do. So after they lose that challenge because the guy never touched the plate, um, that he would go over there to the headset. Don't go to the, to the umpire. Go all the way to the headset. Put the headset on and yeah. start arguing with the headset because that's yeah. what you really got to argue right. with. Let's talk about replay for a moment. Do you guys – are you like me that you think it's the stupidest thing that they're going to like some central station to make the decision? Instead of having a extra umpire like in the stadium to help make the decision or rather than like it doesn't seem to speed things up compared to like the NFL that actually yet lets the refs that are doing the game go check the tape. Like I feel like this was so baseball would speed up it and it's not speeding it up. So I'd rather have the umpire who is making the call on the field also make the call on video. What do you guys think? Do I'm pretty care? sure I'm pretty sure in the NFL the referee under the hood is still talking to somebody in some yeah, central headquarters. No, I think the person's in the stadium. No, I think But what in, difference does that headquarters. make? They're still looking at the same replay. They don't have a time machine know. to go back and watch it in yeah. real time. The only one that's different is the NBA. The referees look at it like right on the court. They'll All look right. at the screen. The, the NBA yeah. is different in that way. Yeah, right, then here's what I here's what I proposed that whenever they make a call in New York, they should also send back a little like video marked up with "Here's what we saw." So whether it, so when you overturn or complete it, send a, send a story back. Not the next day we get a report from. Here's why. Uh, the here's why Cisco didn't get the out at home plate. It's because no one touched home plate, but no one tagged them either. Like that came out the next day. Like. How simple would it have been if they just had that to report it to, to re send back to the stadium in the broadcast booth, and then it's like, oh, okay, Cisco's dumb. He didn't tag him. He's safe. You know what should have happened? The next day, right when the right when the the, the uh, umpire yells play ball, it was a race to see if Cisco could tag him before that he could touch the plate. Like do that the next day. You know, I kind of like the game. I kind of like the way you're going with this. Forget replays on video. You've got to no, replay the play. And not like a new bat, but like the last 15 seconds. Yeah. Well, I always thought, if we were talking about this via text, I always thought it would be a good idea to do it with those really close plays, to do a reenactment. Because you can't get all the angles, but if you, re, if you said, Cisco, lay down here, right. have the base runner lay down in the same position, and do Where? a whole reenactment, then you could really make the right call. Like yeah, Rescue 911 style. Exactly. Yes. But but where that guy's hand was would be really awkward for a slow motion reenactment for Cisco. Well, well he, he might enjoy it. I don't know. Who knows? I don't I mean, know. It was a little bit like how you would hear about the NFL pileups and gouging the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it gets ugly in the, in professional sports and pileups. You can get nasty down there. Right. Take it from a guy who knows. No. So uh, what, what were we talking about? What, what, what? Um, replay. There was, <laughs> I don't know. How no, we before got the replay. replay. What was the origin of that? Uh, I don't know. No idea. Hey, I got a I got a strawberry of the week. Is it okay. David Ortiz? No. Because we did not talk about David Ortiz. Yeah, that's ugly stuff there. Uh, we hope – I don't know what the update is. You guys may have the update. So, uh, but yeah, so the update is 
that we all got news this morning that David Ortiz got got in the back, and they're saying, "Oh, it's not a robbery." And yes. then that's ugly right. stuff. Well, and and, and, the, and the shooter got the snot beat out of him. Right, right, by right. by the, the the mob. So then, did you hear the update of who the shooters were, Matt? No, I did not hear this. All right, they were uh, allegedly police officer. Allegedly, two police officers hired by a drug lord because David Ortiz was cheating on was with his wife was with the drug lord's wife. Oh, or yeah. fooling around with the wife. Yeah. So that's oh. the latest news. So um, that's a couple kingpins right there, right? Because yeah. there's no one more popular than Dr. than David Ortiz. Well, yeah, if you, you wanna... go up against a kingpin, that's well, quite the. Well, if you want to know how David Ortiz is doing right now in the Dr., he's on a helicopter or plane or something coming back to Boston. Mm. It's probably so not a helicopter. He... I don't. Well, they called it. They called it something weird. And I was like, "What is that?" I don't think you can take a helicopter from the Dr. to Boston. No, but they, the news report called it like a, a medical air vehicle, air ambulance or something like that. The Boston oh, Red Sox hired a private medical plane, flew it down there, and sent it to yeah. bring him back home to Boston. Yeah. All right. They said, leave that drug lord. Come yeah. back here where you're the lord of Boston. So first, Ortiz cheated in baseball. Now he's cheating on his wife. Now, the question <laughs> is. And Burke can make that, that joke because we're all glad that David Ortiz is healthy and gets right. healed up. That's right. And he was or only shot in the leg. <laughs> well, I think it was the back, but whatever. It was on the back. Um, the question is, on that plane coming back to Boston, is the drug lord's wife on that plane also? Mm. Or well, was there an incident? You guys saw that hiker, that old hiker who got lost and they picked up the hiker? Yeah. Was there an incident where they uh, picked David Ortiz up in a helicopter, as Josh said? <laughs> Just spinning. And spinning around like crazy? Did, that was a great video. Josh, did you see the video of the wife, David Ortiz's wife, and the drug lord's wife confronting each other in the Dominican hospital? Wait, is that a real video? Yeah, it's on Twitter. I, didn't, I didn't know David oh Ortiz. My. They had to be separated. <laughs> oh, my. All right. See, that's where that's where you go back and forth with feeling sorry for the guy. <laughs> that's that's some where, As more and more stuff comes out. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but he's yeah, our fa- he's our favorite villain. We we love to hate him. He's our favorite villain. Yeah. I know. You should have seen you should have seen the telephones outside of the hospital, all destroyed. Yeah, I thought maybe uh, this was uh, never mind. We're gonna. I don't want to make any more jokes about <laughs> him getting shot. Yeah. I was gonna make a phone company joke about him them being mad about him stealing phones, but um, no, no more no no more jokes. Uh, we're glad he's okay. We hope he makes a full recovery. It's not good he news is. for the Dominican. Like there there's been no. quite a it's few been a rough uh, week. Bad things going on in Dominica. I went there for my honeymoon. I'm not necessarily Stay eager to go back. Stay away from the minibar. Yeah. yeah. I'll go back to Paris. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. The DR, yeah, seems not, not good for their tourists right now. No. For the whoever is in charge of tourism is <laughs> has uh They got a lot of work to do. <laughs> well, come on. They had a lot to do before today, before this week. So. Yeah, but, they, my, uh, but the beloved David Ortiz, that, that's a different story. It's not just some couple from Delaware. Yeah, it's yeah, true. True. I, uh, I don't know. I feel like a baseball player has issues in the Dominican Republic every couple of years. Well, I think there's trouble if you're cheating on your wife with a drug lord's wife. That's and, an issue. That's an issue, yes. And if you're drinking from the minibar. I think both those are red flags um, that maybe people shouldn't and, participate in. And was David Ortiz on a motorcycle at the time? No. No, the, was... guy, the shooter was on a motorcycle. Okay, all right. Because I was in, trying to envision David Ortiz on a motorcycle, and he's a big guy for a little bike. So that was yeah. confusing me. But it, you know what? I, he's a god down there. Like, when he I is. was down there 10 years ago, 11 years ago, uh, everyone's like, oh, you're from America. You like baseball. David Ortiz. We love David Ortiz. That's all yeah. they talk about is David Ortiz. Right. But But it goes to show you. No matter how popular you are, you can't get away with everything. I can. That's true. You know, it doesn't in, in mean the, you can point to some <laughs> woman and say, I want, the, want her. In this life or the next. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I always wanted to see, you know how you can have a motorcycle with a sidecar? Yeah, like Hagrid. Yeah, all I want in this world is to see David Ortiz driving a motorcycle with Dustin Pedroia in the sidecar. <laughs> can, when that happens, I can um, kind of quit life. That would be spectacular. Right. You you want a little uh, 
what is that? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade <laughs> reenactment yeah. with the two of them. Absolutely. All I right. think I think a, that would be a great buddy cop movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, hey, here's my strawberry though. Oh yeah, <laughs> that might have been where we were going was the strawberry. That might have been what derailed everything a while ago. Here's another national reporter who I hate, who I despise. I despise reporters for the most part. Baseball reporters I despise. I think they're, most of them are despicable Orioles haters because they had one bad conversation with Peter Angelos. Here's someone else I'm putting on my I hate list. He just got blocked. This guy's blocked on my Twitter. I had to unblock him just so I could read this tweet. And then after I read the tweet, I'm going to block him again. I don't know if you guys saw this. This is a John, John Hyman. Oh, yeah. John yeah. Hey, hey, man. man. Hey, man. Yeah, John Heyman. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Yon Heyman. He says, I feel sorry for guys slash gals. That's nice he's being uh, gender neutral right there. I feel sorry for guys slash gals covering the Orioles. At least the other bad teams have some redeeming qualities. There is just nothing to say now that the draft is over. 90 to get 99 games to go, too. What a scumbag this John Heyman is. Well, this is one of those situations where... There's no benefit to saying this. It's not going to help you. What are you trying to get? Headlines? It's no good. And we get it. All the national reporters don't like Peter Angelos and don't like the Orioles. We all understand that. There's no point to say anything in this situation. Well, it just shows such stupid ignorance. Because this is the first year in, like, forever that we actually are embracing a rebuild. We bring in Michael Elias. We're doing a bunch of things. We got the number one draft pick. We found – we're developing we, – we, we just talked about people like Dwight Smith Jr. and John Means came out of nowhere having really good years, and we're actually part of a process here. And at this point, John Heyman comes out and says there's no redeeming qualities about this team. Yo, John, we're doing a re- – he just does it. He fundamentally does not understand baseball, and yet he's a major league baseball reporter. What a joke John Heyman is. It's a, Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's I, I went back to like – you know there were people covering worse teams, the 86 Mets or whoever, terrible teams, that their careers have progressed and they're probably do, doing some great stuff right now. Like, why are you going to demean the people that uh, it's their job right now? But, you know, there were people getting paid to cover the terrible Astros teams for three years and it paid dividends when they won the World Series. You know, don't be a jerk. There's, and there's still worse jobs than being a baseball reporter of a bad team. Yeah. And it, and you know try what? being a high school teacher. You know what? There's for Dan Connolly and the guys covering the Orioles. There's way more to write about now than there was in August of last year. Last right. year was a much worse team to to follow and report on. Now let's wait yeah. and see this coming August <laughs> how much terrible it is. <laughs> well, yeah. again, yeah, but you're still going to be talking about the rebuild and getting. Uh, and the rebuild. And we still got July 2nd to look forward to now with the international. I tell you what, that, that podcast after July 2nd, I know that's going to be a fun one because Matt's going to make me list off a whole bunch of names that I can't pronounce. There's going to be stuff to talk about. Yeah, And, and, and I, just, about, I just keep ahead, looking bro. forward to next year's number one overall pick again. <laughs> I can't wait to have that night again. Yeah, and I mean, we talked about it last week when we had such a positive episode talking about the the, the draft picks. By the way, can they go ahead and sign already? But we talked about the, the <laughs> draft picks. We also talked about how the minor league pitchers in Delmarva and Frederick are having great years. Right. There are just so many good things happening. Yeah, but we when just you're, signed Tom Eshelman. Big trade just, for Tom Eshelman. We just got Tom Eshelman to boost up our sucky AAA staff. <laughs> right. So there's so much good stuff happening. But see, John Heyman, John Heyman, he's only watched the Orioles when they're on ESPN against the Yankees and we had a bad game. So John Heyman doesn't understand what's happening in the minors. He doesn't. He probably hasn't found out yet that Michael Elias is here and we're heading in a new direction. That we're recovering from being so far behind other teams in the sabermetrics that now is kind of one of the most exciting seasons in the franchise of the team because we're actually coming up to terms with all the other teams in baseball. And yet that's the team. This is the team that John Heyman says is a joke and has no redeeming qualities. That's... It's so insane to say it blows my mind. And John Heyman, you are a strawberry. And I wouldn't mind bruising yeah. you easily like a strawberry. And I could bruise you very easily. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> very good. All right.
That's good. my that's my that's strawberry. Your, got it. John Hyman, Heyman, Juan Hyman, strawberry. Yep. All good. All right. That's all I got for the show. That's really the whole reason I wanted to show today is just to get to that strawberry of the week. <laughs> I was just biding my time for that. There you go. So we can wrap up now. All right, we got a couple Oriole games to go to this week. We got the Bayhawks game on Sunday. We got yep. some stuff to do this week. I'll be at Camden Yards tomorrow, Tuesday night for Margaritaville night. If any three three sixers are there, hit me up. Oh, nice! Did you get the special ticket package? I did. Theme night. Oh, you, Margaritaville you got night. Off. Why did I get ripped off? <laughs> because they they just jacked the prices up for any of those special days. What do you wait? What do you get for Margaritaville Day? A T-shirt, sure. a pre-game party with a live band in the uh, picnic area. So I'm gonna be, right. I'm gonna get there That's a little nice. after five. Get my shirt, party, listen to some live music, have a good uh, beach party atmosphere, watch a couple innings of John Means, and then go home. With a bunch of parrot heads. Right, parrot that heads. sound too bad. Yeah, and it was, I'm, I'm it's sure only it's 27 be, bucks. And if it's like the Star Wars night and the Game of Thrones nights, you're going to get your Jimmy Buffett music going out throughout the game. I hope so. Fun. Yeah, yeah a little bit uh, if you like pina coladas. Abs- well, that's not Jimmy Buffett, but same <laughs> same vibe. Same vibe, isn't, yes. Isn't, isn't that an Always Sunny episode where they go singing that? There is. There's a whole uh, Margaritaville uh, Sunny yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um so yeah, so that's cool for you, Bert. And we'll be out there on Friday, Josh and I. Uh, be out there Friday supporting our birds. And we'll all be in Bowie on Sunday, seeing our three three sixers. Yeah. Josh, are you gonna hit the the outro music? Or what? Oh, it's it's been playing for four minutes. Oh, well, I don't really? hear it. I started <laughs> it I Yeah, I I don't think you can hear it over the internet. Oh, I've been but, sitting here waiting for the outro music. Oh, the funny thing is the outro music just ended. There we go. Right oh, now. I would end the podcast an hour ago. Are you telling me the outro was starting like five minutes into the show? I would have ended it then. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. So can I wrap it up now? Yes. Can, wait, can you not hear that either? No, I can't hear anything. All right, I'm, I'm getting out of here. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I've already played the disclaimer and everything. There you go. Oh, can we be done? Yeah, we're done. All right, we're yes. done. That's how, you, that's how you end the show, boys and girls. Amen. Go O's. I wonder. Yeah. And as always, go O's. When it's time for an adventure on the open highway, one quick call to American Family Insurance gets you headed in the right direction. Our travel peace of mind package is there if you encounter a bump in the road. From roadside assistance to rental car coverage, we have you covered. Find a local agent or get a quote at amfam.com. American Family Insurance. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.